Welcome to Speak It On. This program is designed for the edification and entertainment of the listeners and not designed to be representative of a church, nonprofit organization, or denomination. Opinions expressed are solely those of the host. Hey, welcome back. Let's look at the suchness. The suchness. <laughs> that sounds like a weird word. There's a uh, passage, and this is in uh, Acts chapter 3, starting with verse 1. Uh, and uh, this is an interesting passage from this aspect. This is one of the first times you see the apostles doing something completely on their own. Very powerful. It says, uh, now starting in verse 1, Now Peter and John were going up to the temple at the hour of prayer, the ninth hour. And a man lame from birth was being carried, whom they laid daily at the gate of the temple, that is called the beautiful gate, to ask alms of those entering the temple. Seeing Peter and John about to go into the temple, he asked to receive alms. And Peter directed his gaze at him, as did John, and said, Look at us. And he fixed his attention on them, expecting to receive something from them. Peter, But Peter said, I have no silver or gold, but what I do have I give to you. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. And he took him by the right hand and raised him up, and immediately his feet and ankles were made strong. So, in the King James, when you look at verse 6, chapter 3, verse 6, he said this. It says, and this is King James, Then Peter said, Silver and gold have I none, but such as I have. But such as I have, give I thee, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. So that's what I mean by the suchness. What kind of suchness do we have? Such as we have. Such as we have. What kind of, what kind of stuff do we have? Now, it's interesting. This beggar was at that gate because there were several things going on that were very Jewish. That was uh, a popular gate, first of all. Second of all is when people came to the temple, they normally had money to give to the treasury. And this, this, this guy knew that. So it's not like... Uh, you know, going to, you know, beg in the middle of the wilderness, you know. Hey, you got any money? No. No. Or at a crosswalk, you know, in New York City. Hey, you got something? You got... You know, sometimes, I guess, you can, get, you can get some money that way. But here's the thing. There are places to go. And that guy knew. That guy knew kind of where to be. 
to increase his possibility of receiving something. Now, what's interesting is, is <laughs> what he got was something way more than he bargained for. Now, I think it's significant that Peter and John didn't have any silver or coal. They were broke, busted, you know. Uh, they didn't have any money. In fact, uh, there's a, another example when, when Jesus was with them that uh, uh, Jesus was uh, having a discussion, I think, with some Pharisees or Sadducees about uh, paying some taxes. And, uh, or, and then Jesus said, Hey, go and uh, go fish. Go to the... Go and go and fish and then the first fish you see you know pull out and it'll have a piece of, it'll have a coin in its mouth well, a pretty wild way of getting uh of getting money but here's the thing they were poor they didn't have a lot of money the main one that was interested in that stuff was judas of course and wow what a reputation he's got but he held the money bag <laughs> now there is a story I think that's that's pretty interesting as well. And uh, I don't know how you feel about church traditional stories, but I like this one. It's about Thomas Aquinas. Now, Thomas Aquinas uh, had an interesting, uh, very Catholic, obviously, and wrote the Summa Theologica. Wow. He was eminently smart, smarter than I ever dreamed of being, uh, because that if you've seen the Summa Theologica, it's like a set of encyclopedias. But uh, Thomas Aquinas, who was uh, who was a actually from a very wealthy family, gave that up to be a priest. But he. Uh, Wow, you know, he wrote this long explanation of uh, of the Christian faith. Anyway, this story talks about how Thomas Aquinas once came to Pope Innocent the Fourth, I believe, at a moment when the Pontiff had before him a great treasure of gold. And Pope Innocent said to Thomas, See, Thomas, said uh, Pope Innocent, See, the church can no more say as it did in those first days, Silver and gold have I none. And Thomas said this, True, Holy Father, replied Thomas Aquinas, But the church of the present day can hardly say to a lame man what the church in the first days said. Arise and walk. According to this, this was a quote by Wordsworth. Now, I don't know if if that's a historically accurate account completely, uh, but I'll say this. Uh, the message is not lost. The church today seems like we're really into nickels, numbers, and noise. Really into that. 
big massive churches you know not that that's a bad thing always but uh, but if that's what we pride ourselves in is the buildings well, that's pretty sad let's go back to the idea of suchness what do we have what do we have to give other people when was the last time and this is obviously a rhetorical question, which means just think about it. When was the last time you prayed for someone? I mean, just prayed for somebody. With them there. At that time. On the phone. In person. I'm not talking about a 20-minute uh, prayer. I'm talking about you know a 30-second prayer. When was the last time you helped somebody? And I don't mean money. Because that's not what, that's really not what Peter's talking about. When was the last time, I mean, an old person opening a door? They got a walker. They can't get through the door, you know, or opening, you know, the car for them. Now, obviously, you have to use a little prudence because some people prey on good Samaritans on purpose, you know, and then and then ends up being uh, being a mess. But the issue is. God looks at the intent of the heart. So, he's looking for people who are looking to do good. Peter said, you know, silver and gold have I none, but such as I have. What do you have? Do you have silver and gold? Can you spread that around a bit? That'd be cool. But if you don't, what else do you have? And think of it this way, also. How can you benefit with your music, with your talents? Are you good with numbers? Are you good with coding? Are you good with hardware? Are you good with instruments, you know? Are you good with people? Are you a good problem solver? Are you a good designer of any kind? What creative thing in your mind? And I've had people say, you know, I'm not very creative. I can't do this and this and this. And Well, okay. What can you do? What are you? Are you good at, at working numbers around? You know, it's, um, it's amazing. Years ago... I ran across a story on uh, a documentary about a Japanese uh, man, and he grew up horribly autistic. Uh, very, very, very autistic. But he could do one thing, and that was paint. And that's what he did. And his paintings were absolutely magnificent. 
and they sell for hundreds of hundreds and hundreds of thousands of dollars some of them I wish I could remember his name but he was a Japanese man what passion do you have that you can that you can give to other people and and don't think of it necessarily as oh I gotta give it to the church in order in order for you know for me to get credit because God's like you know change 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 has a has a has a adding machine see God is looking for people who are doing things because they want to please him biblically right they're working off of the knowledge of what he has told them he would like them to do. And that's in the Word of God. In context. <laughs> Not like uh, cults who like to cherry-pick their, their stuff. But biblically soundly based, and hey, this is what God has said, and, you know, they're in a good church getting good instruction and by the way if you're not getting instruction in a church that's the main thing that church is supposed to be doing is teaching the word to you so that you can grow social interactions part of it music's part of it primary function the word of god if you're not getting that that's a problem so Back to the thought. What do you have? What are you good at? And believe me, even though you might think to yourself, Ah, oh, man, I'm not good at anything. No. Everyone is good at something. And sometimes, it's not being really good at something. Maybe you're just kind of good at a lot of stuff. Those kind of people are valuable as well. Everyone's valuable. And in God's economy, here's the beauty. If you don't have anything, God will give you something. Because that's how the Spirit of God works. That's why they call it spiritual gifts. If you don't think you have anything to offer, then God can give you something to offer. Why? Because what's impossible for man is possible with God. And you have value. You have value in God's economy, no matter who you are or what you're doing. And by what you're doing, I mean, you know, professionally. Now, if you're a criminal, that may be something different. But hey, <laughs> I'm going on the assumption you're not. So... Here's the thing. God is looking for people who will give what they have to other people. Because if you do that, he'll give you more. And you can't outgive the living God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. It is physically impossible. So, with that in mind, keep on keeping on. Thank you for listening to this edition of Speak It On. And as always, 
Don't be afraid to speak the word in boldness and truth. And may God bless all of your